Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today consists of us venting our spleen on what is upsetting us lately. Also, Reverend Ryan, who recently crossed over to the dark side of uh, pastorship. Yeah. Uh, we, well, what's he up to at his, at his charge? Although we heard a hint, we heard he had them running in the aisles last Sunday. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, regardless, warning, we are not the men in the black. At least Ryan's not here right now, so we're still all lay people. Um, we're, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled, You Mad Bro? In this episode, we all gritch and moan. You know what a gritch is? I had no idea. It's a combination of a gripe and a itch. Oh, I thought it was something that a good, good medicine from Walgreens. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. anyway, we're uh, we're we're gritching today and moaning about what is annoying us. You ever get mad? Yeah. You ever get annoyed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we're all kind of annoyed here, so well, we're gonna. What day of the week is it? <laughs> It's it's Tuesday and we're already mad. Anyway, so uh, I guess my point is, so if you're looking for an uplifting episode, this ain't it. Well, maybe you need to go watch a Joel Osteen <laughs> video on GodTube or something. Man, is that too harsh? Oh man, I would do it to me. But first, we need a roll call of all the complainants. So who's here? Corey's here, and of course John's here, and Greg. Ryan is MIA, so it's open season on Pastor Ryan. That's right. It's pick on yeah. Ryan. Yeah. So anyway, well, let's start off with a bang. I wonder how Ryan likes working one day a week now. <laughs> That's almost like welfare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's he, paid by the hour. That's yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> he does have a better boss. So, yeah, so well, I, that's right about it. That's right about it. From what I understand, uh, just uh, I had a, uh, a friend attend his church. Did he, you have spies in the land? I did. Actually, there was two people that I know that attended his church, uh, and uh, they said he did a really good job. Uh, no nodding heads, no... Uh, no, uh, was that all, all five people and the dogs? Seven. Oh, okay. Seven right. There. And, and yes, the dog. But uh, no, uh, for, from uh, from the feedback I've been getting, it was, it, he's well received. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty pleased with that. Pretty happy to hear that. Oh, good. You know, no, it's just the, you know, I, I, I don't know how many times he needs to pass the collection plate, though. <laughs> once, once, Speaking so, of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> There's one right there. Some of his <laughs> congregation. That's right. But anyway, <laughs> good one, John. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Now let's let's all. Yeah. Enough of these pleasantries. Oh, I'm yeah. not really in a good you, mood, you, so you, you know, kind of angry. This this is kind of you know we've all been gone this summer. It has been, been a while. We we months in fact. It has. Uh, we've had several vacations between us, and some of us got married and. Uh, you know, not me or Greg. So let's yeah. just you know, leave. We're married, just not each to each other. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Right. Uh, so, so <laughs> I, I, uh, we thought that this would. Be Although, good. is that a plus if you're a? Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. This day and time. Yeah, well, I would say it's better to be single <laughs> on there. Uh, wow. No. Yeah, that's a resume enhancer. We won't go. <laughs> we won't go that far. So, Corey, what you mad at, bro? There's a lot on my mind. Okay, um, spill it. There is one thing that, that really 
makes my mind turn a little bit because, you know, we talk a lot about this new thing getting ready to happen and how we're going to split. And we talk about the congregation itself on how, how, which side is going to go, which, how's it going to be. But one thing that we really don't look at that much is the young people in the church right? and, and how that will affect. So, so my question that I want to propose and talk about and have a discussion about is how will this new thing impact the future of youth ministry Wow! in the United Methodist Church? Well, it won't be United at that point. No. In the global in Methodist the, Church. In the divided Methodist Church. Wesleyan right. Methodist Church. In, in, in whatever we whatever call it. Whatever they call it. Right. Whatever we call it. Well, Go ahead, John. I think. All th- that cleanup. I, I, <clears throat> I, I do think, though, that that is going to be a major challenge going forward uh, just because of the trend that we're seeing. Um, we're seeing less and less young people right. in the church, which is going to make it equally hard. So uh, for, for you youth ministers on there, wh- what do you have to do to attract uh, the, the younger generation? You know, and, and part of what I'm going to talk about on there is, is how the, the church needs to change with all these all these things uh, occurring on their end multimedia is a big thing that kids are on you know so are are, are you guys doing you little, social media well uh, yeah social right, media your right. youtube your tiktoks your twitters and, and all that other stuff but you know the kids are on that you want to attract them you, you're going to have to be on that too you don't have to be a negative influence on there but you know we're 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 drilled in that everything's in person, in person, in person, which I, I think is the best way to, 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 to teach and to learn and so forth. But in order to get them to the door, you're going to have to do some, some, uh, some more modern, modern. Well, let me ask you a question, John. What is, you know, neither of us are young. No. We can remember what was attractive when we were young. I mean, what, what it got us excited about being at a place or doing some things. So what do you see as being attractive to youth? Well, okay. Specifically. Um, I think that you're, you're going to have to get out of the, the Sunday school routine. You're going to have to be in the public eye. You're going to have to do things that are, you know, camping, kayaking, uh, having concerts put on, uh, having, uh, uh, you know, uh, open events that are open for other denominations to come join you. That way you, you can conquer as a group on there. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that, that you can do. You can get the kids involved in a theatrical uh, where, where they're putting on plays for other kids or skits and, and just have a good time doing that. Because when, when, you know, Hey, I went to the skit last night. It was really great. It was really funny. Unlike, you know, the one we saw earlier, um, yeah. but, uh, uh, uh I take that back. I couldn't have done that. But anyways, um, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to make it, you know, you, you and I obviously are, are close in age on there. And, and we're not as, as excited to have a, uh, a YouTube channel, you know, right. We can care less. You know, we know we're going to get up. We're going to go to church on Sunday. We're going to tithe. We're going to be in our Sunday school classes. We're going to do mission work the way that God intends us to do. But for a young person, you know, that doesn't sound real exciting. So what happens if you, you know, the, the church 
has 10 kayaks and you do a kayak run for all, all the kids and have a couple adults that go along, you know, so it's a safe situation and where you can just gingerly go down the river and speak the gospel on there. You know, I think that's, I, yeah, I, uh, I look at social media as mostly informational. Right. Um, it's, it's very passive, meaning you can sit back on your couch and, and, and watch. It's not, it's not a, a but a, you engage them in, in that. I, know. I, I think it's good to let people know what's going on, right. but I think over the last 18 months, almost of, of COVID, COVID I'll be kind, which is my time. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think people are looking for ways to be with other young people in a social setting, not distanced. I mean, in enjoying each other because one of the things we learned, and I, I'm going to throw some statistics at you from 2020. I listened to the Southern Baptist Convention that met in Nashville. And one of the things they did is talk about youth retention, right. meaning uh, young people that, that were born, raised in the church, staying in the church past high school. It's less than 50 percent. Oh, That's for the Southern Baptist. Now, us is probably probably 20 percent, if that one in five. So I think that being together and, of course, over the shutdown, we lost a lot of people. Oh, we lost, we lost people contact with a lot of people sure and do. people are social animals and i think if we have i do agree like the kayaking event if we have times to be together that is not church time well that that's not so price prohibitive that small churches can't well, do that well, and medium-sized and, churches and, and, and if, if you've got two or three churches that are that are smaller in size that have two or three youth on there i will agree as long as they are similar in theology right uh, we have a number of Methodist churches there, around now that's here. Where, that, that's where I think that we need to build we'll, we'll, our brand. I'm not trying to be against other people. I agree with that. Like-minded people. We need to reinforce right. our theology because a lot of our kids have no idea what it because, means to be a Wesson. Because what what a lot of our adults have no idea what it means to be I a Wesson. But, but I think uh, I think what will happen is is if if you start start having these events. On there, and, and the smaller churches can can attend those events on there. You're going to start finding that your Wednesday night youth meeting is not just made up of the homegrown uh, children of of that church. You're going to have youth coming in from Correct. other churches that may not have a Wednesday service on there, and and I think that's great on there. When we lived in another state, there was a church that had a high-profile location that was right by a major thoroughfare in town. What? Yeah, and they had big night lights outside, and they had volleyball, and they had things out in the front of the church lawn all the time. That's like, hello, we're here. You, you know, imagine yeah, that. You know, imagine there, what there, could there, there's nothing. There's nothing more sad than driving past a church at twelve thirty-one and seeing it. You know, you can hear crickets. Right. I mean, just absolute crickets on her. Why aren't we utilizing our time? And I understand we all have lives. we got stuff to do. I, I understand that, you know. But, you know, once a month, you know, and if it goes good, once every two months, you know, or once every two weeks on there, uh, uh, you start having some events that's going to start drawing some people in on there. Corey, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> I, I got some insight from this from a couple people that, I'm really close to uh, pastor friends and some other people. And I, I asked the question <clears throat> that I asked you all. And um, 
one thing that he said was, you know, if politics are involved, which we would not be surprised if it was, then it would be the same as it would be for the congregation unless we stop teaching sort of leftist type things and start teaching biblical means of this leftist you mean leftist theology uh, more liberal theology not necessarily political left things okay just wanted to make that distinction i don't Um, want our youth to go in building cages to put baby jesus in uh, for uh for our uh, christmas uh, celebration you know yeah come on well, the thing about it is, is if you, and especially as a as a church as a whole, and especially as a youth program, if you start teaching unbiblical things right. to the to your kids, you're not going to be shame on you. Yeah. I mean, that that's just they're going to come to the realization yeah. like adults. If if everything I'm hearing in church is what I'm hearing exactly. out outside of church. Then why do I need yeah. to be involved in well, church? Well, I mean, it's exactly the same way as, as like, you know, you've got uh, a, a, a set of parents who has a kid, and the parents argue all the time and do this. Well, if the kid sees that, well, that kid's going to grow up and think that every bit of that's okay. That's normal. Yeah, right. it's normal. Yeah. And it would be the same way in this situation. And I think it's a scary thing, and it's a worrisome thing for me, especially because, you know, we sit around and we say that the kids and the teens are the future of the church. Well, they need to be more than the future of the church. Right. They need to be leaders in the church. They need to be people that are, you know, that are, are putting things forced towards the church. That Stakeholders, where they exactly. have a okay. stake in the life here of the is, church. Here is, a, is, a, is a, uh, an eye-opener for you, Corey. And there, uh, un- unless we do things to attract yeah. kids coming in, well, you know, right now, I would say our our mean demographic mm-hmm. on there is, is upward in the 60s. Would you not? Would you agree with that? I would say high 50s, low 60s. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, yep. it is if 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 all you find is and I love my I love my seniors uh, or seasoned associates. Yeah. On there. If, if, if all you have is that, then, then you, you're really going to be striving and hurting. Yeah. On there. There's well, a, there's some more of uh, parishioners. <laughs> is a 10 year old dog a seasoned <laughs> citizen? Uh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. They can take communion. Yeah. Where do, okay. So let <laughs> me ask you a question. And one of the things that was brought up in this report, getting back to our Southern Baptist friends, was they looked upon events and activities alone while that gathered a lot of interest that isn't sustainable long term and it it was a lack of catechesis of teaching follow up why we you know, actually discipling how do i apply what's in the bible how do i live that out as a young person for god that's very key. You, you know something else is, is, is you really you and I understand and I believe that the Bible is is endless as far as time goes. I mean, you can use it today for today's, but you really need to to uh, have the message apply to what the kids are going through today. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, I mean, you, you, you take all the thou shall nots and and you know they don't care about that, but if if they can relate to something, you know, something that that they're interested in, mm-hmm. on there, you're going to have a much better retention rate. 
I think so. And the reasons why we obey God's law and why we 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 honor what God wants us and is because a we trust that He knows since He made us and designed us, He knows what is best for us. Did you know? Here's a little little factoid. Did you know that married women have a better net financial situation than any other demographic there is out there? Married women have a higher financial safety net, have more net worth because they're married. Okay. Mm. Intact families do better in raising children. Their, their children score better, better test scores. They themselves get better jobs. If, if they just finish high school, get married before they get pregnant and attend worship at least weekly, their statistics, their percentage for doing well, gathering wealth, take the spiritual aspect out of it. That is a proven fact. And, and I think that if we added the, okay, here is what God says. Here's the benefits of what doing God asks us to do. It's not because he's a cruel taskmaster. Mm -hmm. It's because he knows what is best for us. And our end game, it will be to our benefit. Corey, you got the last word. Well, I mean, I I like what you said a while ago about youth discipleship. I mean, that, that that is a key point because if you've got your youth, wanting to be involved in discipleship and do things for the kingdom of God as long as as well as the church, that's a good sign. That tells you that they they know what they need to do and they want to do what God wants them to do. That's right. Well, well I had to have that foundation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean I've I've got you know I had some youth that uh, brought up a, a little food box that you see at a lot of churches. And, you know, I I brought up, oh, I preached at a church one Sunday and they had this sitting out in front of their church. You know, I thought that was pretty neat. And uh, they said, oh, that's good mission work. Could we do something like that? Surprised me, not in a bad way, but I was very intrigued that they wanted to do something like that. So, you know, putting them in in discipleship groups, uh, uh, accountability groups. Absolutely. You know. How's it having those things? Ride. Yeah. Yep. And doing it outside of your normal meeting time. That's yeah, right. That's and the key right there. This church can be a distraction sometimes. Yeah. You can be more transparent in a home or a place yeah. where you can get away. You're away from church yeah. and you can be real with each other. I completely agree. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it needs to be like that. And, and you know, out, outside of the regular time. I mean, and, and it's hard at first to really grab a hold of that because you know you've got these they're young people so they're in school right and so trying to work around that but you know having a time of discipleship and discussion with each other accountability outside of your normal wednesday night or sunday night meeting that's important you know what though it it it's not as difficult as you think it is it could be as simple as picking up the phone and say you know if you got 10 kids in your group on there yeah you know you you call these two and you call these two and then you call these two just how's it going how was your day today you know uh you know let's let's you, you need anything uh, to pray about uh, let's pray together let's you know yeah. uh it doesn't have to be a an organized uh an organized gathering it could be as simple as sending a text message and hey i'm praying for you how was your day today just getting them 
in the thought process. Well, someone's thinking about me uh, yeah. on here. You know, God's thinking about me on there. It, and again, it doesn't have to be a, a you know a, a well-organized event for for you to pick up a phone and, and call up uh, call up your your youth and say, hey, you know, or or even if you, even if you did a a a, a Zoom call on there, you know, it's you know everyone's got homework, everyone's got this and that, you know, you know, it's your 15 minutes. If it's a priority, if it's if it means something to them. He'll make it a priority priority for them. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's easy to pass a buck, but when it becomes a priority to them, I was re- I read that there was a church out west, wasn't a very large church, probably had a couple hundred parishioners members. They used to have campfires Love at them. the church, and they used to have them outside, and they would be out there for an hour, hour and change, yep. and they would just say, "How's how's your week been?" And it could be Sunday evening, you know, rather than your. I mean, if the weather's nice. Everybody loves a campfire. Yeah. And, well, and, we've got that. And we got a fire pit out there. So that's something that's yeah. highly we, underutilized. We, I was going to say, we, we, we used to do that on there. There actually used to be a campfire in the little uh, amphitheater we had back in the day on there. There you go. You know? So, yeah. You know, hmm. Again, it's a priority. On yeah. There. Well, Speaking of priorities, is it a it, it, it's a prior for me to get to point A to point B. How would I do that? Well, the, the priority for the people that run airlines and fly airplanes, their priority is to get you from point A to point B as officially as possible, but number one, as safely as You've possible. You've got to have something to hold you together. Uh, I was going to say, uh, they're not fighting on that plane, are they? No. Well, no. If, if in case in case a saloon brawl, <laughs> Breaks out on your Southwest Airlines flight. Sorry, Southwest Airlines. Although a lot of it's been on, on other airlines as well. So it's not uh, completely that. But anyway, the point being, if a fist fight does break out in your airline, it it's, good. A gun. it's good to know you can't pick up a chair from a poker table and hit somebody across the back. Why is that? Well, because the, the chairs are riveted to the floor. Yeah, they're riveted and they're bolted to the floor. And it's funny when you do have that errant passenger that refuses to comply, you can duct tape him to his seat without them moving. That is fantastic. Is that a great thing? They all carry duct tape now. And the reason you can do that is because seats are riveted to the floor. They're drilled, countersunk, and riveted to the floor. Extremely vibration resistant fasteners. How do I know this? Because I sell the tools to install them. Innovative tooling services. They have fastening system installation tooling knowledge. They have application experience. I'm going to tell you another thing that makes me mad. Every time I wiggle in this chair, it sounds like a fart. I'm sorry. But I digress. They have application experience. That's why they're on the leading edge of an aeros- of aerospace tooling. So you can contact the little boy. Contact. I am on drugs today. Contact them at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. You know what I would I would suggest that they uh, they uh, get into the duct tape business too on there because I think they could sell a bunch of duct tape. <laughs> yeah. On there. Yeah. If these uh, if well I'm gonna we'll talk about other mad things, but we'll be back. Okay, we're back. 
This is the uh, episode of the Mad Men. Wait a minute. That was Madison Men from Madison Avenue, wasn't it? I thought it was Mad Men, but I digress. So, uh, by the way, uh, we have one of our illustrious uh, panel uh, participants, Preacher Ryan has graced us with his presence. We just so everybody, call him your highness. Your, yeah, his, his eminence. But, uh, yeah, we call him a lot of things when he's not around, but we won't go there. <clears throat> but anyway, so Ryan, since you're here and you're all uh, all upset, mad, what are you mad about, bro? Uh, keep it kind of biblically based, not necessarily biblically based, but church based. There's a lot of things that tick me off. After all, anger is one of my issues. But, um, yeah. So, uh, one of my biggest concerns and the thing that when I truly think about it, it really makes me angry. And it's directly related to the United Methodist Church or the artist that's fixing to formally be known the United Methodist Church um, is the fact that I think we're... uh, We've taken John Wesley's "Do No Harm," and we're doing no harm. People, we're doing, we're doing harm. We're doing no harm to the point of where we're sending people to hell by not doing no harm. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're loving people sense. right into hell. Yep. That, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So that's something that really irks me. Doesn't uh, the Bible say that uh, you know there's a special place in hell for those that teach? Well, it says if you, you know, if you lead one of these astray, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, Jesus says, it would be better had you not been born or you yeah. have a millstone thrown and put around your neck and so, thrown in yeah. the sea. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's bad enough yeah. to condemn your own self. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really bad when you take a lot of people with when you. When you take people with That's you. Right. Yeah. We're supposed to love God with all our heart, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. But the Bible also is very specific that God's word is sufficient for teaching, rebuking, reproof. Reproof. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Whoa. No, that's word, nice. That's so a- in other words, you gotta call a spade a spade. When it's a sin, it's a sin. Instead of <clears throat> oh, it's okay. You mean you're willing to offend somebody? In yes. this time of day, yes, Ooh, you have to. We are salt and light. Yeah, salt stings when it's in an infected. And, yes, it and does. what do you exactly do right. when salt loses its flavor? It ain't worth Toss it, it out the dung pile. No, it says, "Woe to those who call evil good and call good evil." And yes, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And and uh, well, you know what? We're also doing that when we don't say anything at all. We just uh, we just. Yes. Just let it go. Ignore it. You know, you know. Yes. Yeah. Is this in, uh, we love commission. You, yeah. We, we love everybody to the point where we refuse to offend, even when it crosses God's law. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that, that's that's good. Yeah, that, 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 would now, take, that would take me off. A follow-up right question about that. So if indecision, you know, if we, we, we're at a head. We're, we're at a point where everybody wants to at least theoretically, amicably go their own way. Why is this delay? You know, we can, you know, when, when, when COVID came out, we had all these workarounds and we had to do church differently. So, okay, we've got a problem. Everybody's identified the problem. Everybody knows the solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. 
Nobody right. the Nobody want, we have analysis paralysis, and that is doing a lot of harm. A lot of people are just saying, I'm done. I want to go this way. I can't. I want to go that way. I can't. You know what? I ain't got time to play these games. I ain't got time to wait for a general conference. I'm going to Sunnyside Baptist or Pocono Presbyterian or wherever. Mm -hmm. I'm going somewhere Snake that's not Indiana. here. Yeah. Right. And, and I think we are bleeding membership. Oh, In fact, I know we, we are. are. Well, we are. I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to say it because uh, that kind of covers a little bit what I'm talking about. about that. I am. I, I we're losing a lot. We are. we are. Yeah. Well, hope you got your working clothes on after the break. Cause it's going to be, All right. well, here we're going to be shoveling and picking well, and here, doing here. a lot of manual I'm, labor. I'm going to tell you what upsets me. Have we got time? Does everyone, uh, Everyone have their coffee. And soda. That's right. I've, I've got your, 10, 10 your, minutes. Your Capri Sun there, big fella? Yeah. Uh, no, juice box. <laughs> 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 no, this 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 is kind of, it's, it's a little political, but it directly relates to the In church. John speak, that means it's a lot political. What's really got me, and, and, and I tell you what, I noticed this. I noticed no. Yeah. I, 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 well, it, this will relate to this. Okay. Uh, uh, with was a church Sunday. We had a we had a special service on there, and I, I was really expecting a much bigger turnout on there. Okay. And it goes back if we go back to the beginning of COVID episode what four or yeah whatever it was on there with the COVID and, and how it changed the, 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 the church and how we, we have church basically, you know, I think, uh, and then now we got the, uh, the, the new COVID coming in the, what is the Delta? The Obama the, variant? The, the Obama, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, was that one? Yeah. That's the Delta variant. The Delta. Sorry. Yeah. My, the, my you know, and, and, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid at this point, and yes, it is contagious. Yes, it's, 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 that is pretty funny. You have to see Ryan's face here. <laughs> Much more contagious. Yeah. Okay, so 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 I'm afraid that because of the political climate, we we again are you know we still haven't recovered from the original numbers we had uh, from the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm just afraid that this new strain that they're pushing on us, and and again, you know, if you listen to Fauci or if you don't listen to Fauci, you know, that's Saint Fauci. Yeah, it's, well, he's an idiot. I'm sorry. Oh, um, strong take. Yeah, you I'm mad, sorry. bro? I'm mad, bro. Okay, sure. I, I'm mad because because he talks out of both sides of his mouth, oh. you know, like every politician. Well, ever. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it, <laughs> I tried to not make this political, but since you opened that door oh. on there, you know, it, it really ticks me off that that, that I can't uh, experience my worship time with the, instead of several hundred, I've got to do it with 53 or 63. Fauci ain't making them people not come to church. Oh, I understand that. People are, people oh, are just no. making the decision not to go to church I, I, because I, they've gotten I, lazy. I, I agree with you. I, they've gotten lazy it. with it. But... When they when they have mandates, when they have uh, when they when 
when they're only allowing in, in New York City at the time of the pandemic. Okay, well, well hang on, time out. We are, we, as much as we all love New York, we are not living in New York. We're in free America where there are no mass mandates. Okay, I'm, so I'm, just I'm, put I'm, that on the okay. record. Let's, let's go back to some of the craziness that occurred throughout the country, out west, in the east, on there, oh, where north. they... Northeast, where you know, you know, that limiting the ability to worship on there, and yes, people have gotten lazy, and yes, people have gotten out of the habit of going on there. And to 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 your to let's your let's call a spade a spade. Well, I hope it's just an excuse it, it, not it is. to go. With all it is. Honesty, we have been trending this way well before COVID. Correct. Yes, we have been trending down but not near what we're seeing now, you know, but there are some good things that came out of it that I don't think are going to ever go back. I think the age of electronics, like we talked earlier with the social media, I think we're going to continue to do that. You need to do that on there. You know, the, the question is, how are they going to start? Uh, how, how is the electronic audience going to be counted? How is the electronic audience going to, uh, how are we going to get them to tide? Because uh, that's important to support your church. If they're true believers and they want to tithe and they, they, they want to be part of that church without, quote, physically being there. But the good book tells us we weren't made to uh, be alone. We were made to worship as a, as a collective group right. on yep. there. You know? <clears throat> but we can't do that in electronic. But the only positive that I see out of that is we can reach people that we wouldn't normally reach. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, now, now that is a positive, but it's it, it yes. I just know when we were forced, we were uh, we couldn't attend church together. I would watch the church service on my very large computer monitor, and about fifteen minutes in, I'm doing work. I'm shuffling stuff on my desk. I am my my focus. Unfortunately, this is true confession. I love my pastor. I love my church. My mind wasn't all the time on Jesus. I would have to literally, what am I doing? Can you not give an hour to Jesus? Can you, can you not do this? I was constantly have to refocus. So, and you know what? When I'm at church, I never have to do that. Well, and it's funny because one of my questions that I wrote down on the side, how effective is digital media for the church? Not very For Greg? I would say 50, for the majority of the people, it's that way. You know, then you got some people that, that know, what's Facebook? Let's, let's talk education. If we're yeah. talking about man, I mean, this is this segues right into that. Digital education has been proven from both sides oh, a horrible right. failure, and and now both and, sides admit it. And, and, so you know, if it and doesn't work for education, it dang sure ain't going to work I for Christian education totally and the Church of Christ. And I'm afraid that they're going to do that. Mad to, about that too. to to the schools and to the kids. You know, we're falling. We're they will, they will shut schools back down again. If they shut schools back down again, what happened well, in January I mean, will be just a tiny little thing of what's going to happen at every single school. My, my son yeah. lives in that crookedy, mm -hmm. straight state on the left coast. Mm -hmm. They're talking and about, they're talking about going to masking. They're talking about... The, I'm they telling can mask you. all they want. I'm, I'm fine. I don't care. They can mask in schools. If they want to mask in schools, great. Even yeah. when you have a 1 in 25 million chance of dying if you're the age of 18. 
Yes, but you I, have a greater I, I chance of dying than, by influenza at that point. I would rather than mask than to put than to shut schools down. But why can't we follow the science and let them go to school without? You know, masks? And, and that was the problem. They, oh, they, they, they preached. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when, when, when Trump was in there, they no, I'm, I'm with science, you. Science, 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 science. If I was a parent the and they science. said my kid was going to have to learn digitally, you I'd, can't. I'd be throwing seven you, kinds you of cannot, Billy Deuce. If you no, look at, you're not learning. If you look you're at failing. statistics from the past year, right. at how many... Education is down almost 40%. One, yes, this is 100%. Because you've got, you've got kids, you have... They take tests, they do assignments. You can't do that stuff if you're... And I'm, a, I'm a visual in-person top learner anyway. I right. have to have that. You need Sister Marie to wrap your knuckles. Yes. I pay attention. It's okay. a, Grades yeah. from last year, if you look. They were a gift. Literally. No, well, no. There were a lot of them that were gifts. You got an A. You got an A. You got an A. Yeah, but I mean. For if you, what? For 10 minutes of, of, of computer work? Give me a break. It's a joke. Yeah, it really is. And that's you why, and that's why our, our, our kids are, are, we used to be on the top of everything. Now we're not. Now we're slowly and, creeping and down this that goes ladder. Back yeah. to we, at some point in time, somewhere along the way, the church has got to start being a cornerstone of society again. As opposed yeah, that's to that's good. And from now, that being said, you do know in the early 19th century, who educated more children? The church. The church. The church's responsibility was spiritual education and learning. Yes. Yeah. When you got fifty-two percent of the population in the United States that don't believe uh, in Christianity, I'm telling you, in in my former state, parochial schools, it was like a gold rush. Whenever they had an opening to put your kid in Catholic parochial schools, because they were going to excel. Your worst student was 10 times better than yep. your average student at your public high school. I agree. I agree. Well, look and, at and, 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 then, and then you got to look at what they're teaching, you know, right. like that critical uh, race theory on there. What a bunch of crap, you know? And it's, and it's filtering into the church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, it's... How do we stop that? Well... <sighs> It's more than than a than a thirty to forty five minute podcast can do, wow. but I I'm telling you, we are at a crossroads. We and have the, a part two. It, <laughs> yeah, we may have to have a part two, but we're at a crossroads where we're going to have to literally, you know, I'm I'm tired of these metaphors, but we're going to have to grab the bull by the horns and decide what is best, regardless of our pet peeves, regardless of our political positions and we're going to say this works we're going to really follow the science and statistics because the next generation is is going to be woefully inadequate to yeah. to to for technology because our math scores mm-hmm. are in the toilet mm-hmm. our, our our aptitude scores are reading a reading comprehensive comprehension yeah. is crap yes, i mean yes. people can i've heard kids read a paragraph and then they say okay what about this and and they read what about this, and it just went right over their head. You they didn't what, comprehend you know the what they're reading. Market's going to be like for our kids. Oh, it's going to be like Fisher Price Play School. It's going to be star well, in this little this, slot. Yeah. Here, here is the same for thing. ten cents an hour. Like that's what all it's worth. That. Yeah. That's what like fries with no, that. Yeah. Be the job market. Well, kids have kids having a kids have an attention span of this much. And why? Okay. That's because they're on social media. And it's because of that. So you want to add more of this no. to that? No. Like what? No. Wh- what? 
what makes you think that's good? What makes anybody think that's that's good? Especially when it comes to learning in school. Like they kids have home lives. Some are good, some are bad. Los Angeles Independent School District, factoid. Eleven percent. Eleven percent passed their grade specific math aptitude scores after this break 11 percent. that means a that means 89 percent are not where they need to be yeah how do you pay taxpayers are getting closed i guarantee you 89 percent were passed on to the next if you can't do math you can't live your life as a citizen you can't do taxes you can't have a budget you don't know how to do anything no you're useless in a no. modern society. They doing it. They're doing it in schools now. We're adding it I to mean, the church. I mean, we need a, not a if revolution have, in politics. We need a revolution in education. Yeah. Amen. Because yeah, we are edu- We're not putting out people Amen. who can survive 21st century nope, no. civilization. No, they just can't. That 11 percent or 89 percent that has no idea what's going on in the school. If this right here keeps up, that 89 percent is going to be turned into the church. Guess what? Gonna, there's going to be 89% of, of those kids that have no idea about Jesus or what he's doing or what they're supposed to be doing. There's yeah. already a healthy chunk of that. Yes. Yeah. And there's going to be even more if it keeps up. Well, I tell you what, we're going to bring this, uh, we're going to bring this angry podcast to no a close. Yeah. So if you, uh, as we end this podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the World podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take the time to give us a five-star rating. You know what? That also makes me mad. We don't have enough five-star ratings, but I digress. If you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers, to comments at acrosstherail.com if that's even up yet. Yeah. Yeah, Or look up Across the Rail podcast podcast on the Twitters by our handle at across underscore rail or Facebook at across the rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions. Thank you so much. Don't interrupt me, John. That makes me mad too. You know what? That's fine. I'm mad. I'm mad. I would like uh, some of our audience to uh, to send us uh, an email and tell us what what makes them mad. Flame away. Flame away. There you go. Yeah, everybody's Stand mad. Stand by for part two. Bring <laughs> it on. There you go. And, and speaking of that, we got a preacher. Now he's putting on his emergency zebra stole so he can lead us in a closing prayer. How well, about well, it? Well, hold on one second oh, before you do that. I want to know how many times you got to pass that collection plate. I told I was told it was it wore the, the arms out of your parishioner. <laughs> Hook. <laughs> COVID we ain't even allowed to have one. Yeah. What you're talking, we got a well, box. So, you know, what you need to do is you need to make sure you cough real good on the money, yeah. and that thing won't be collected for months. Yeah, it won't be counted or anything. Pastor, go. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time together. Uh, I love these guys. I love being able to sit around and air grievances that we have with uh, society. But uh, there's one thing we do not have any grievances with, and that's you, Lord. Amen. 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 Yes. For you and your love, your mercy, and your grace. Ask to be with us as we leave this place. Be with all the folks out there listening, and I ask special blessing upon them as well. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, I ask these things. Amen. 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 Amen.